What's good, good people? Vets, let's talk, man. I got a special guest in front of the formation today. Specialist Brandon Jackson, man. Hey, before we get started, I'd like you guys to press the like, share, and subscribe, man. Hey, it don't take much. HBO special, help a brother out. What it do, my brother? How you doing? I'm blessed, brother. How you doing? How you doing? Man, outstanding, man. I couldn't be no better, bro. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a space and place in which I can sit back, clear my mind, you know, do the things I need to do as far as gathering myself, not others, because it ain't about nobody else at the end of the day. Everybody yeah. takes in what I have to put out, and it's good for the rest of the world. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the family doing? The family's doing well. I'm actually in uh, Louisiana right now. My son has a competition. He's uh, at the uh, national competition right now in Louisiana. Word. Yeah, karate. Man, maybe maybe he can teach me a couple of lessons, man. I need to, I need to learn something, man. I'm tired of my wife beating me up, bro. Hey, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> that's good though, man. Hey, let's let's jump into some of these quest questions real quick, man. Do you remember where you were during 9-11? Yes, I was at the house and I was asleep. I was home from school because I had pink eye, right? And my uh Stepdad came in. He said, man, they just knocked down the buildings. And I was like, all right. And I just laid back down. And when I got up, man, I thought I was watching a movie or something. <laughs> man, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, when they add this in Die Hard. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Real, man. I and it, it just kept playing it over and over and over. And man, it, it was like, it wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? It was like right. a movie or something. Man. It, it was crazy. So, so with that being said, you know, with you knowing that you still joined the military. Right. With you knowing that. So it didn't like get in your head that it, at, at one point in my career, I might have to go overseas. Yeah. It didn't bother me um, that I might have to go overseas. I had a friend that was, we were both joining at the same time. We went to high school together. Right. But right. he ended up choosing a different MOS. And I really wasn't thinking too much about the combat. I was thinking more about uh, this is something I wanted to do before 9 11. Okay. Whether it happened or not, I was going to do it. So uh, I actually wanted to go to the Marines at first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you was already locked in before they locked you in, huh? Right. So, man, hey, man, like, first off, thank you for your service, bro. It takes a takes a certain type of individual to sit back and raise their hand during a time of war. I know people that backed out because of what, what was going on. But, hey, this, this next question, man, what do you remember about your days of service? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I remember the good people. Right. There was a lot of good good people, male and females. It was more like a family. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had their little cliques or whatever. But I I just remember being around good people. And I also remember being around uh, leadership that sh shouldn't have been leaders at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they fast-tracked with rank, but they, they was not the brightest. Right. And, uh, you know... Uh, lazy, uh, putting everything on the soldiers. 
not being good leaders. Um, it, it was a lot of that. But then again, it was a lot of good people who came, like yourself, that came in, humble, did what you needed to do, and 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 progress through through the ranks. And um, I definitely remember combat. Right. Um, I remember uh, a lot of stuff in combat. Um, I'm glad I survived, but um, everybody deal with combat differently. It, it was not about the action for me. That part didn't bother me. What bothered me most, what still bothers me to this day, is the ones that we lost. Okay. Yeah, that's that that like hit my core. Right. Um, that's my casualty award right there. It's it's not about what we've seen or done. It's about those who we can bring home. Because I know I know everybody uh, that's watching and those whom have already served, um, they all have their own opinion about how things went. But for me, um, it wasn't about fighting so much for our country because it became personal. Right. It be became about the person to the left and right of you. Yes. Once you lose someone uh, that you're cool with, or you know, uh, you see them that morning, they go on that afternoon, and the mission doesn't stop. You still have to go back out on the road. Then that's it. It, it becomes different. It becomes real personal, and so you don't think about politics. You don't think about what people of higher ranking think. Only thing you care about that person to the left and right. That's it. I think a lot of people who sees it from the TV, especially with Ukraine going on, I don't, they don't understand that a lot of people are standing there because it's, the, it's about the people to the left and right. Right. A lot of, a lot of people don't really understand that cohesion that we kind of gather. It's like we get on the plane one way, but as soon as we land on that dirt, it's kind of this bond that has to take place, especially with that first deployment at War Horse. You, know, you, you get to thinking like, can I depend on this individual left or right for me? We're going to roll out every day, you know, and we, we get to learn certain things about that individual as far as like the families, what their son's name is, what they go through with their wife. So we, we become so tight to the point to where, hey, are you okay? We're not going to do it. It's like I said on my last video, like I still keep in contact with the Ghost Rider platoon still to this day, even my LT. And we, we keep each other tight. We all go through pretty much the same thing because of what we've been through that first deployment. But he's dead on spot with the camaraderie that we that we come across with these with the individuals that we serve with family. Hey, support the troops. Hey, what? What were some of the fears transitioning out of the military event, if any? Uh, because of my situation, the way I got out the military, one of my biggest fears was uh, my son living. Actually, a lot of people don't know the whole situation, but um, to be honest, it came down to I think bad leadership. Um, I just need to take a trip back to make sure my wife was good. Right. And I was being good. Uh, but previous to that, 
there was a lot of uh, red cross messages because my wife was a high risk um, pregnancy. She was, uh, my wife was epileptic. And so the doctor was like, you might have to make the decision between your wife and your child. And, mm. and so I can't do that there. You know what I'm saying? I just right. need to be home during that time. But they sent me home earlier, um, and I wouldn't have been able to be in there like two months later when I needed to be there to make a decision. Right. Um, so I, I was worried about well, what I'm going to do. I, I, I thought about LBI, um, Secret Service. Like, I wanted something still with the action. I like the action. I'm not going to lie. I am... Um, I was high-headed, you know what I'm saying? Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Right, right, right. was high-headed and trigger-happy. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Old Jack. Old Action Jackson. <laughs> you know, there you go. I'm just being honest. But at the same time, trying to find certain things in the civilian world that equals to the drive that the military puts behind you, or you find yourself. A lot of people don't know you really truly find yourself when you're off of the military at a young age, because you don't have the same homies uh, from the block or whatever, and you kind of really find yourself. So when you're getting ready to go back to that, I don't know about many people, but when I would come home, it would be the same people doing the same thing. And you'd be like, man, what you doing with your life? Like, I left, you was right here in this spot, I come back, you're still right here in this spot. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave. I come back. You're still right here in the spot. I know where to go and find you. And I didn't want to be in that predicament. I wanted to make sure. So the way I got out, I was worried that all that was going to be at risk. Like, uh, in my kids' future, and their benefits, and everything like that. So, yes, I, I had fear for my kids. Hmm. And whether or not I was going to have to make that decision. Man, that's big, bro. I appreciate you for your honesty and I appreciate you for putting that out there because, you know, once you deploy like that and you go back, people think you kind of dodging a certain type of bullet, but you know, a lot of times that's not the case because you already seen the funk, the first deployment, that second yeah. deployment, you know, wasn't, it yeah, it was, it was night and day. Yeah. Even yeah. though it was like a couple of soldiers that was lost, but it was like night and day. So it was like a walk in the park, but I appreciate you for being transparent, my brother. Oh yeah, I want I want to make sure. I mean, I'm an open book. Um, I just didn't tell a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Right. At, at the leadership at the time would have just let it go down because I really didn't need to come back in June, and I would have been straight. Right. Um, everything. So that that took me through a psychotic breakdown, to be honest. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So I mean, we're just gonna keep it a book. So that. They put me through a, uh, a psychotic breakdown. They ended up putting me up in the uh, ward, which that's why I ended up getting uh, ended up getting out. A lot of people don't know that, and I'm not ashamed of it because only thing I can see was blood in my eyes because this was my my bloodline. I'm willing to fight the war. I'm willing to do whatever you ask me to do. You know what I'm saying? Charge here, I charge here. You know what I'm saying? Kicking this door, kicking this door. Uh, return fire, I return fire. But when right. it comes down to my family, you gotta allow me to make sure they're straight so I can be here for my brothers and sisters. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. And the words were, the exact words were, if something happened to you, your spouse, then that's on me. 
But, yeah, that was the little shit I said. You know what I'm saying? And then, hey, when, we, when I get back, we book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. you new to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you must not know. Like, I, I would, I would really come get you. So a lot of people didn't know. So that's really how it all conspired. And then, be honest, I missed it. I would have stayed. I wanted to go back. You know what I'm saying? There's so much more I wanted to do in the military. Uh, there's so many. Uh, I had you to talk to. Come live waste me. You showed me proper way of living waste, what to do and not to do. Because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but we had some real conversations at the yeah. same time. You know about hey. family. About the life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think the first day I met you, we had some comments because you was on a detail busting them suds in that tent. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was in trouble then. <laughs> we had some good conversations in that tent, man. Some yeah. good conversations, man. I appreciate you, my brother. You know, so, uh, um, yeah, honestly, it's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew uh, the background or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Boy, with the, yeah, it is. I know it ain't no secret. It are hey, for y'all that don't know, there are organizations that are in the military. And you need to be mindful of the decisions you make because it would affect you later on in life. Right. You know, all you young bucks that are out there that's thinking you're thugging it out and everything, man, look, once it's over with, it's over. So, and you don't want them fans investigations. I'm telling you, true blue. So, yeah. So make sure you do what you're supposed to do in the military. You in the military? That's your family. That's your organization. You part of. Man, don't try to be on both sides of the fence. You gotta grow up uh, one day uh, for your kids to suffer the Okay. So um, once once out, how hard was it for you to adjust to civilian life? Man, it was hard because people were lazy. <laughs> you know, uh, with the military mindset, you know, 10 minutes, uh, they're a prize. So if you're on time, you're 10 minutes late. Right. And so it was, it, it was kind of hard to get people to move in the way you need them to move for things to happen. And, you know, hey, I'm going to do it on my time. It might be the next week. And you're like, yo, I need this done pronto. So Man. when somebody tell you, I got you, you thinking they got you like immediately after they finish talking, but in the civilian world, it's, it's on a different. And I think in the civilian world, the same as in the military, and the military just limited. People would try to mess you over to, you know, uh, uh, skip you over. But in the civilian life, it's like a way of life, you know, everybody trying to get to the next position or whatever. Uh, but at least in the military, you have standards that everyone has to uphold to get to the next position. But here, it's kind of like a lot of toothpaste and stuff, which, you know, it's me, it's, it was, the world was like that before we went in the military when I got out. But I would think people would grow up, but they, they didn't, man. It's, got <laughs> It was hard to see my friends being 30 something, 40 something. I got older friends, I was 70. But you know, when your friends are 30 something at the time, it was 20 something, and they still trying to rap. 
you're like, man, come on, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just being like for real though. Like if now if you've been successful, that's one thing. But like you know, if you ain't you know if you out there and you didn't put on the mouth, that's one thing. Shoot videos, but if you still in the basement mindset, like what are you doing with your life? So it really hurt me to see the ones that I grew up with that I was cool with. Yes. Man, that hurt me. So it made it harder for me because now I'm trying to push myself and motivate myself. And I'm looking for the type of motivation that uh, uh, people from the military give. And that's, look, get this done right now and be done with it. So it kind of, um, that was like real hard for me, man. So like in the military, you had something to look at as far as motivation and being inspired or or being an inspiration to either somebody because they see how you move. You 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 watch your leadership. You imitate yeah. little things that they do and say, I'm I'm gonna add this to what I'm gonna do. So, you know, and that's true because the military helps you grow, grow in a big way. Cause you you set to some standards. Oh, let me let me put this out here. My pet peeve, time. Oh my God. <laughs> time. I like. Like I can deal with certain some things like you could be look like five minutes late. But if you give me 25, 30 minutes and you hit me on the line, like, hey, I'd be like five minutes late. You in the McDonald's <laughs> line. I see you on Facebook. It's like we're gonna have a problem. But anyway, man, I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna go on that line. But my, my pet yeah. peeve is, is time, man, because time yeah. is precious to everybody. And like it, you know, I, I might not say it enough to the people that's been on here. I appreciate it everybody for giving up some part of their time to be on this platform and i appreciate you jack for giving me some of your time brother hey do you think the military gave you the tools to be motivated even even if things didn't seem successful or favorable on on any part yeah i think so it it gives you the constant drive you look at people who are young becoming like E6s, you know, like six years, E6s. You got people who are uh, constantly pushing you. So failure became not an option. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones who really, you know, took heed to everything that's going on about life, failure is not an option. And the military really boils that into you because it could be a crazy situation and you don't know how you're going to get it, but that's what they say. You better figure it out. And you figure it out, you know what I'm saying? You, your crew, uh, or whatever. So, yeah, that was one of the greatest tools I think the military does. And and uh, also be respectful, man. Like, that's not enough of that in the world. Right. You know, you got to gain respect. Or, you know what I'm saying? Respect to sign and out, everything like that. But respect for others is a big thing. And one thing also the military uh, put in my heart from deploying is humbleness. Because I don't care what neighborhood you're from in America. You go overseas, I guarantee what you consider the, the worst poverty is not even close. No. It's not even close. The way you see kids living, having to live, it's not even close. No so idea. it humbled me to be more appreciative of things like that. Not materialistic, but you know, man, just being able to wake up and watch, or being able to wake up and 
have a bed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the door not open, have to speak, don't have to speak about no saying. Like, it, it makes you appreciate it. Uh, be able to have shoes on your feet. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the sir. stuff you see is, is, is crazy. And they, the spirit that the people have over there, you be like, man, how can they be so happy? Right. And, and everything in their living situations. Uh, but they are. And then you come back and you realize you have more materialistic, but the spirit part, you know what I'm saying? You kind of, um, you kind of, it's kind of, you kind of not what you thought you were. And I don't know for everyone else, but uh, one thing with me in the military was my walk with God. Man, uh, there was plenty of times I didn't believe in God, even though I would encourage others. Oh, sometimes I didn't believe in God. Like I would, especially after the war Like during the war I I was like, well, how can the when you think it was a us and them situation, you were like, well, we losing. So if we were the right ones, you know what I'm saying? Then how are they winning? Like how how's God picking this sides? You know what I'm saying? So um, that was a lot, but the good friendships in the military. Good leadership, uh, especially Chief Bird. Shout out to Chief Bird. Uh, <laughs> you know, and good people like yourself, man. They're like, hey, y'all don't know, man. man. This brother talked a lot, a whole lot. And this brother was, uh, he still is very wise, very wise. I was just a young Thundercat. He was, and um, he came in the military after me, passed me up and went. I ain't afraid to say it. He was. Very knowledgeable and very wise to share his knowledge uh, uh, with me. And uh, man, I really appreciate that, bro. Uh, I think you helped me get through a lot of stuff, you know, just being on the Man, I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Hey, what advice would you give to somebody transitioning out of the military? First thing you need to do is go get everything in your medical records. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you need to do. Um, think about what you want to do. You know, look at jobs uh, that you feel you want to uh, do. And you can start before. Um, now, I hear you can start before you get out to start making adjustments. So take advantage of that. And, and, and definitely your medical. You plan on getting out and getting some uh, VA benefits. Now, I don't care if you serve 20 years, you can get out and you're not getting nothing. That's because true. it's not verified in your uh, medical record. So, them last few months, you know, you need to uh, be a sick car ranger. <laughs> not going to get stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but you just need to go for verification wise to make sure stuff is in there. And forget what people say about you. Because at the end of the day, once you get out, the military is gonna continue going on. You know, it's it's gonna skip, it is not gonna skip a beat at all, but you're gonna have to live on in the things that you think should be warranted or not. You gotta work even harder once you get out the military to try to get it. And a lot of times we don't even know what's in our medical records. Um and it really could have started while you was in the service and you had no idea because you're going overseas, you're training. You know, you ain't trying to, you know, pride kiss in a way, you know, I'm young, you know what I'm saying? And then 
it catches up with you. All right. So I would I would advise that anybody get with you another veteran that been through this before, talk to them, listen to them, uh, especially you younger ones. Look, you don't know it all. Uh, even us older ones don't know it all. But just take heed to the wisdom they trying to share and then take that and then apply it to your situation. Because we all trying to learn that when an older person decides to sit down with you and share some wisdom, man, be thankful. I'm telling you. Hey. Be thankful. Yeah. Catch the spirit behind that, people. Catch it, because never be too big or too little to sit down and talk. I don't care what position you are in. Hey, this 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 applies to everything in life. Civilians, military, it don't matter. Be able and willing to accept things from other people. Because, you know, in order to be taught, you have to be reachable, right? Let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you have to be you have to be reachable. So how 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 and what other way could you obtain some type of knowledge and wisdom? It, it is a difference because a lot yeah. of times we go on our own high horse and get to talking like we know everything in which we don't. It's always something that the next person knows and it can tell you that can guide your life in a certain direction. Hey, like with this sick call range of stuff, be that. Just like he just said, you're gonna come across. Now I'm not saying everybody. Everybody's situation is different, but it's a lot of, I've, I'm going to say I've run across better. And even myself, I had problems because of, I didn't put things in my medical records, which I should have put in there because it shows up later on in life. And these problems are big. First and foremost, I will always talk about education. Get that taken care of before you leave the military. I said it on my last, I'm going to say it on every video. Take care of all of that medical records. Get started on your VA process because I started three months before I got out. And it was like, hey, many people don't come in here starting stuff before. That. I say, hey, I know I was getting out. So, hey, let's get this. Let's get this ball rolling. I was in there. I was drinking. They, they say drink water, soldier, and drive on. I was drinking that water straight to Seco. <laughs> but like, hey, at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself because it's a lot of things that's caused and a lot of people don't understand why can't this person just get by and just do what normal people do? Well, in a sense, for the deployments that you do and for the things that you've been through on that deployment, you wasn't living normal. That 14 months that we did that first deployment, that was not, we wasn't living normal. Everything was fast paced. We were going, we was going, we was going. Things were happening. And these it's these things that's happening weren't safe. In the back of our head, we, we had the thought of, we need to make it back safe. It's the mission. Mm-hmm. Is my brother next to me okay? Like that brother being man or woman. Don't, don't, we ain't gonna get on here talking that. Oh, what about the women? Women too. Women yeah. too. Yeah. We yeah. all we all were like we had a sense that our thought process was different. When we get back here, things shift. Like we, we like we 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 a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us are like, man. So this this is civilian living. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to gear my conversation towards what they're talking about? Because if I say something, they're going to see me as a weird individual. Yeah. And even while you're in the military. 
you're going to see veterans different because you're not in your shoes yet. Please believe me. Those conversations will come up once you get out. But hey, Jack, Black Jack, Action Jack, you know, <laughs> man of many hats. Hey, check me out, bro. I need some. Could you give us an uplifting word before you bust on out of here on some any old any old thing you would like to say? Yeah, you know what? Um, some positive for everyone, man. Listen, be colorblind. Be colorblind, and what I mean is, don't look at people for their color. Look them for their heart, man. Be colorblind. Um, because we we allow that hate in in our own country. You can serve with someone, go overseas, be buddies, buddies, and come back in a world of divide y'all, man. So be colorblind. You know you know who that person was whenever y'all was deployed, when y'all was in the military. And this is for anybody else that's out working. You know who your uh, people are that you're working with. But judge them for their heart, and, and man, that you won't be judged. And so. Be colorblind. Man. Take the person for who they show you they are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ooh. You got me beating my chest over here. That's hey, that's that's facts from the blackjack. You hear me? <laughs> he yeah. said be color. Yeah. That's 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 big, bro. Be colorblind. We always at a t- I'm not even gonna get off in that, man, because you know. <laughs> My motive, my inspiration or whatnot is going to kick in in a minute and it's going to be a whole nother 30, 40 minutes of, you know, with, with, with Don, please shut up. <laughs> man, hey, once again, bro, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man, for who you are, what you do. I appreciate you for being a man of your family. I appreciate, I appreciate you for serving, my brother. Like being, like in the, giving up a part of yourself because you did that. You was a part of history. A lot of a lot of vets don't understand that. You served during war, bro. You was a part of history. Even though it might not be written in no book, nowhere, but other than your DD-214, you, <laughs> you, you were a part of history. And I seen you in the dirt. You know? Yeah. I see that background that you got as your picture. I seen you on top of that joke yeah. rolling, rolling out the gate. And you that's War Horse right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I appreciate you. Hey, hey, I appreciate hey you. Tell, your, tell your wife I appreciate her for being a strong woman she is for standing behind you while you served. You hear me? I will. I appreciate I will. the spouses, man. Y'all hear me? I, I appreciate all y'all. Man or woman. Appreciate y'all. But hey, who's up next for formation, man? Hey, I'm looking for some people. Uh, Army, Navy, Marine. It don't matter. Any type of fire. I talked to a firefighter. You know, paramedic, nurse. Come on, let's let's talk to me. Let's yeah. let's talk. Let's get let's talk to the people. 